0: Welcome to the SQA Historical Society Committee Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Bouchong, and I'm a director with the, on the board of directors with uh, SQA. And I'm sitting here today with Ralph Anderson to learn about his experience with the roots of QA and SQA. Ralph was the first treasurer of SQA and started with $9,000 in the bank. Ralph, tell me a little bit about those first days and how SQA got started.
1: Well, it was pretty exciting. When uh, the formal letter came out from a, a group of people that felt there was a need to get uh, the people that had uh, like disciplines, the QA directors and managers, if you will, in the industry at that time, uh, since the FDA GOPs had been finalized and uh, became law June 20th of 1979, and a year after that, the group got together. And sent letters out, and most of us in industry responded to attend the first meeting in Hunt Valley, Maryland, in uh, in late 1980. Um, there was a need to educate people in industry in general because this was a new discipline. Uh, there wasn't any resources at the time, even with the regu- even with the regulators, FDA or EPA. So everyone was learning. It was a learning game for everyone. So we. Created the q a roundtable to share ideas and to get new ideas on how to comply with the good laboratory practices what was what is really required for test management responsibilities and to 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 communicate that to management within companies because management was really a hard sell for many companies this was new it was an added added expense and uh, People were not used to people monitoring, auditing, uh, functions, processes, and data and reports. So it was a good mechanism to to share that and to build the programs that we have that have matured over the many years that we have today. It started with that, with a small group of people sharing ideas and making suggestions.
0: And what? Who were the people in these groups? As far as. Did you have regulators? did you have
1: uh... well, in the early days, the regulators were not invited to our roundtable meetings because we felt we wanted to assure ourselves if you will, that we have our own had our own compliance programs consistent programs together before we would share that with the regulators and also in the early days, there was no exhibits and no posters. It was a very uh, focused <laughs> roundtable with obviously the components of the GOP. So it was very, uh, um, there was no interruptions, there was no conflicts. It was just purely people sharing ideas and uh, developing programs. People were pretty much in it at the same time. New people came along several years later and then (laughs) all of us that had been and then became mentors to those that came into the field and that still is something that's ongoing today which is a very powerful powerful force
0: what was the what was the first group of people like I mean were they in a, in the pharmaceutical industry or?
1: well they were there was a lot of big pharma uh... there were CROs. CROs in those days were not as big and powerful as they are today a lot of the expertise <laughs> then resided with big pharma now that's shifted today because the expertise has moved to the CROs because Big Pharma has outsourced much of their activities. Uh, the people that came into QA from different backgrounds, I was in toxicology, I was a study director at the time. There were toxicologists and pharmacologists, there were chemists. Uh, those are the types of people that got put into those roles. So, uh, biologists, um, those types of disciplines uh, that got put into the QA role. So many of them had been investigators, principal investigators back in the day. They weren't called study directors. I wasn't called a study director. I was called a project, project director, which it's the same thing. So uh, I was a discipline. But there was a big presence from Big Pharma at that time. Now, that's shifted over the years, obviously. And uh, it was big companies. And uh, they had large staffs. I mean, some of the companies early on had 50 people in their QA group uh and that's pretty interesting you have a small site that maybe had a half a person or one person so it was a, a real interesting comparison when ideas were shared uh from the large groups to the to the smaller groups so uh, i think the smaller groups sometimes felt intimidated by the larger groups and it's like wow they're uh, they're more in compliance than we are in the smaller shops not not necessarily true because of political and Structural organizational structures and that kind of thing so small organizations you can make things happen quick You can make changes quickly and large organizations as it is true today You have to go through levels of people and approvals and all that kind of thing so
0: So, so tell me about the transfer you were saying that these started as roundtables. Yes. know How many there were
1: there was five roundtables 1980 through 1984
0: and then how did this? Transition into the SQA we know now
1: well, it transitioned because the, the group got larger. We got you know 145 attendees at the first meeting in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And then I remember when we passed 100, and then 150, and 200 and 250. And it got to the point where uh, logistically it was really tough to have just roundtables. So it went to more like attendee, uh, listening versus lectures, that type of thing. So that's when we moved to that platform. And many of us old school Missed the round table part because of the information, the value of that. Now, I know today we have similar things that have been set up to uh, accomplish getting that you know, grassroots uh, information to the membership at large. But I think you have to live that experience to appreciate how valuable that was. They're trying to put something in now, and it's a little harder to, uh, to uh, logistically get it done. It's just harder because we are a bigger group now. Uh, what well, we have two, three thousand members now roughly. Mm-hmm. Two to three thousand and uh forty five it was very easy to and then when we got to a hundred, but it used to be unmanageable. And logistically the meeting spaces had changed. We we met at very small, neat, intimate locations and now you have to have certain locations to accommodate all the number of people. So you lose some of that individuality and those small knit groups and still networking is the key to everything and uh, it's something I work networking is is where it's at if you're an employee for a company or if you're a consultant networking is is critical
0: okay so there were five
1: roundtables and now
0: we're on our 33rd annual meeting how many how many meetings did you uh, actually make it to Ralph
1: I've made it to all five roundtables and I've been to all the 33 SQA meetings, 38 is in total.
0: What keeps you coming back? What keeps you in the society?
1: Well, I'm just, I'm still very passionate about and remain passionate about the business. And, and I enjoy sharing my experiences with the, uh, with the membership at large. I think is uh, theory is great, but application in the real world is very important to people there's a lot of people it's got the theory down but they don't have the application or the reality then. I mean it's a real world that you have to apply the law evenly you know when you monitor different things so that's just very important and to share you know I've been through 85 FDA inspections in my many years and they're all very different they have a personality of their own and to be able to share those experiences I think is valuable and it's just the things you come across you think you've heard and seen everything but there's always something new that surfaces and you can share that with people without breaking confidentiality or anything you can still share things and I think the real world I mean I do training things periodically and people always appreciate the real-life experience as opposed to well the law says you can read that on your own anytime but you gotta apply the law so I think that's a benefit I'm just very excited. Like I'm speaking here, I'm very excited now. I'm very passionate about this whole discipline and and, and making a difference in people's careers and uh, and uh, even uh, what we do. It benefits many patients that have certain diseases. It gives them a better quality of life and it extends their life in some cases. And it's kind of nice to be a part of that.
0: And I. Sure, we all appreciate everything that you've put into this organization. If someone came up to you today and just met you and was a brand new s q a member, what would you advise them
1: well i I've done that several times already, probably to five or six new members this year and i I see their ribbon and says "New member." I said, "Oh, welcome to the meeting and uh, is there anything I can do for you, or how's it going for you and that type of thing and they said and then I give them some pointers on you know, and you need to network with as many people as you can because you have situations at your workplace. Everyone here is probably experiencing the same thing. You're not unique, so it's always good. I said they have, they, they can advise you, and there's anything I can help you with. And just network with as many people as you possibly can because you can get a benefit. And then you can take that away from the meeting, you still interact with those people even though you're not physically present with them. So I encourage that networking because that's the key.
0: And that is the key. Because when
1: before I came, I went got the attendee list and I went through and checked off everybody I knew. And unfortunately, there's more people I don't know now than <laughs> <laughs> than I know. I think I knew, I know hundred out of the nine hundred that's here. Ralph, so that's I changed. Bet, <laughs> I bet a
0: lot more people know who you are. Uh,
1: they do. They and, absolutely
0: uh, do. And I just want to thank you very much for spending some time and talking to us about the history. And uh, I hope to see you next year.
1: Well, thank you, Jackie, very much.